0: Wide for the win! Oh my gosh, Mark, what an endeavor!
1: It's been one of those projects that it's not gonna, uh, didn't want to end because I kept, I could continue and to add things, and even now, I'm still looking at it, going, oh, I didn't have a chapter on this, or I didn't add a section on that, and, and every day I kept finding new things to add. Uh, I had to stop, and just get the book out the door, uh, knowing that okay, there's revisions in the future, or there'll be second second editions or, or, or whatever. That's, I think that was one of the biggest challenges of uh, and why I had to delay the book a couple times already.
0: Well, and I had a brief look at it um, because I, I would love to have been able to read it overnight, but it just didn't happen. Uh, the covers. <laughs> it's not a
1: hundred pages either.
0: <laughs> Ultimately any author, self-published author, traditional, public, doesn't matter, could benefit from this book. Congratulations.
1: Thank you, Jennifer.
0: I'd like to talk about the content that you did put in it and why that was the content that was picked.
1: Almost half of the book, maybe 45% of the book is more about mindset. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is because half the battle is mindset. And and, and one of the things that I see authors do is they go, okay, I've been exclusive to Amazon. And now I'm going to publish wide. Okay, my books are wide. It's everyone else's job, not mine. I'm going to keep promoting my book on Amazon like I've always been doing. And I'm going to share my links on Amazon. I'm going to talk about Amazon and I'm going to look at Amazon and it's going to be Amazon, 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 Amazon. And it's going to be Marsha, 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 Marsha. You get nothing but that.
0: Who's going to benefit the most?
1: Hmm. It's a great question. And that's one of the challenges I ran into. So One of my early readers, as I was still in the process of writing the book, who was sending stuff to and bouncing ideas off of, reminded me that there's always new authors coming in and don't leave them behind. You're going to talk about terms and they're not going to know what you mean. Like they may not know what we use the word uh, KU, what that even means. What is that? What is, what is wide? So she reminded me to make sure that I had enough for a writer who's just starting that they can start. So that, that meant making it a little bit longer. And, and there may be seasoned writers who go, yeah, yeah, I know this move, get on. Well, the, the joy of reading a book is you can skip those parts if you don't want to like even the glossary at the beginning, which um, it came through a conversation on, on wide for the win is I was thinking, well, Hey, how would an author who's just starting know what this means? How would they know what a BISAC code is? what kind of code was that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Book industry subject and uh, classifications or categorizations, right? It's a, is a, it's a classification for books that's uh, industry standard. And so because uh, you know, indie authors or traditional publishers may be familiar with that because they heard their publisher talk about it or 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 that's the metadata they enter. Uh, you know, what is metadata? Stuff right. like that. So right. yeah. So I I wanted to write it from the point of view that uh, Regardless of where a writer came from, and even a traditionally published author, just they can understand how it works, even if they have someone else pulling the strings, they at least have a a bit of a sense of, hey, because traditionally published authors are just as guilty as uh, indie authors of saying, oh, here's my new book, it's out, and here's the Amazon link. Oh, great, thanks, you just annoyed all the local independent bookstores. (laughs) <laughs> who you know may ha- may even have stock of your book in your own neighborhood especially if it's traditionally published and all you're sharing is your Amazon like
0: I I love the glossary. I love that you started the book with this and you know what? I I'm working with authors on a regular basis and there's stuff in here I haven't heard of. So there is going to be stuff I don't care where you are in your writing journey That, um, you know, even if you've heard of it, maybe you didn't really understand exactly what it meant. You know, you're, you've kind of muddled through, like, I know there's some acronyms here. It's like, oh, is that what that stands for?
1: (laughs) Okay. I
0: haven't, I haven't needed to use it. Right. So everybody's at a different place. And I think that's so important is that you're kind of looking at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah. And there may be a seasoned writer who knows everything about indie publishing, but has no idea how New York publishers buy books (laughs) Uh, and distribute books. Right. So again, I wanted, I wanted no matter where a person came from, I wanted them to feel, okay, there's enough content for me that I can hit the ground running and I'll learn as I go. And, and so for example, I, I, you know, I was in a, I was in a conversation earlier today and so I was like, well, I was in this Kobo promo and, and I didn't sell anything. And I was like, well, did you share that you were in the Kobo promo with your audience? Did you actually let them know? Or, Oh, you were waiting for them to do all the work. Well, here's what. Kobo has 500 books in the promo. They can only feature a half dozen in their email and on there's six books in each carousel. So of those 500 books, There's maybe 36 or 48 books that are actually in prime placement. Everyone else has to find their way up to the prime placement. So it's kind of like, yes, Kobo is doing a promo. They're going to send the, they have a landing page. They're doing a blast. They're sending it to the customers. Have you done anything to support it? Because I can guarantee you, if you had a 99 cent deal, damn right. You, I could, you're probably tweeting and sharing and emailing your newsletter and saying, here's the Amazon link. Mm -hmm. Would you do the same for... Kobo or Apple or Google or any of the other sites? And, and I think the answer is, and it's not and it's not because authors are mean or cruel or malicious. It's because it's like, oh, I never thought of that. I only think that because many are in, in the US and Amazon is the world's biggest bookstore and, and is a significant dominant factor in the US. It's like, oh, I've, I forgot that there's other places because I only shop on Amazon. So I'm only thinking Amazon, uh, which is why I think uh, one of the things authors uh, should consider is take the time. Now, Jennifer, you and I are in Canada, so we at least are cognizant that there is a company called Kobo. And we're cognizant that there's another ebook reader on the market that's pretty strong here in Canada. I mean, we know what the Kindle is. We know what Kobo is. Just like we know what the NFL is, but we also know what the CFL is. So for any Americans, that's the Canadian Football League. It's it's real football with only three downs, not four. You actually actually have to work harder at it. So... (laughs) Um, <laughs> get this there I go being a there. proud Canadian, but, um, the reality is we know that, um, that Kobo, whereas in the States, uh, Kindle is synonymous with e-reader, the way you would say, um, get me a Kleenex rather than get me a facial tissue, right? Right. Now in in Canada, you might be as as akin to say, oh, I'm reading it on on my Kobo. Oh no, I just use Kobo generically for any book reader because that's the dominant reader in the market.
0: What file type do you want? I don't know. I read it on my Kobo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They don't even know that that's an EPUB and they don't have to, that's a beautiful experience. So, but I think understanding that uh, they merchandise stuffs. That uh, that Barnes and Noble and Kobo and Apple and, and Google have different ecosystems and customers discover books in a different way. I think it's really important for an author to understand and maybe take the time to learn at least one of them. And again, let's be honest, it's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. You have oodles and oodles of websites. You go, well, I got wait five retailers. I got to figure out that's yeah. minimum. That's just the retailers. That's not the smaller places. Like that's not like if you're a romance reader, you got Eden Books and all kinds of other places that are gonna are gonna be great for you. But understand what the ecosystem looks like, and just take them one by one, just like social media advice, right? Is it, you're not gonna take on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and 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 Clubhouse. And you're not gonna be on all these platforms and, and master them all at once. You're gonna go, all right. Um, I kind of like Twitter, or I like Pinterest. What can I do that you know feeds my brand and feeds my my readers? what they want on this platform. What community can I engage with and interact with? And that's the same approach you should take when you look at these retailers. It's going to take you a long time and you're not going to figure it all out. So be patient with yourself, be patient with the retailers and 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 spend some time um, playing and playing in the, in the murkiness of, of what they, what they're all about.
0: Well, let's go back and take a look at some of your history too, because uh, you know, you've put this wonderful book together, but to who's Mark and where did his experience come from to be able to have like the information that you're providing in a wide for the win as, as such a wonderful resource? I know that I've come to you in the past talking about ebook promotion. I don't want to just read verbatim from your book because I can. Uh, there's a bit of a bio there that tells us, you know, who's Mark and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But you have history with um, Kobo. You have uh, experience in writing and publishing, you know, at book selling, as well as utilizing all kinds of different tools and strategies. So let's let's share some of that, the some of what you'd like to highlight there that puts uh, the sure. credibility in the words that we'll find in Wide for the Win.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I've been writing since I was 14 years old. I, I got my first rejection at the age of 15. Well, I got plenty of rejections as a teenager who couldn't get a date, but I got plenty (laughs) of writing rejections by the time. So I started collecting rejections when I was 15. Uh, My first published work uh, was not until 1992. The same year, I started working in the book industry as a bookseller, part-time bookseller in Ottawa at Coles yeah. uh, Store Number Twenty-Three on Spark Street in Ottawa, and and I got bit by the book bub, and I've been in the book industry ever since. Now I've worked, I've 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 worked at and um, co-managed and managed bookstores from uh, chains, independent. Uh, campus bookstores, online uh, bookstores. Like I worked at Chapters Indigo for a number of years. I managed the database. I managed the data feed from all the publishers. Uh, not being a tech guy, they needed someone who could look at the data and see what was clean and what needed to be fixed. <laughs> and so that was, that's how I learned a little bit about technology. Uh, and then I worked. Um, I worked a, a campus bookstore. I went back to a bookstore after that and learned a little bit more about print on demand because I ran a print on demand machine. I had an espresso book machine in my bookstore. The second in Canada. So, an espresso book machine is a, is a, there's only about 200, maybe 250 in the world right now still. And, and this was back in 2008, 2009 when I first got one. It's a machine uh, basically uh, maybe about f- six feet by two feet. It can sit in the middle of a store and it can print and buy in a book in a matter of 15 minutes, right? on the sales floor, comes out nice and warm, like hot bread. Again, I had the second one in Canada and I was doing uh, books on that machine. The challenge I had was I realized a lot of authors I was working with, local authors who wanted their own books done, uh, wanted eBooks. And I was able to get my books into Kindle from Kindle Direct Publishing. And I used Smashwords to get them to Kobo and all the other places. And, uh, and I was hired by Kobo shortly after that because uh, I was a, an advocate for it should be easier for authors who want to publish your platform than have to get an FTP account and fill out spreadsheets and, and, and drop them off and all this electronic stuff that was too hard. Because when I worked at Chapters Indigo, I had created a form for small publishers uh, to to be able to send their data without having to have a tech team, like a, an actual tech department, yeah. and so, um, Kobo ended up hiring me to build a platform for small publishers and and independent authors. Kobo Writing Life is yeah. what I built. So yeah. so the espresso, the print on demand, the espresso book machine led me into the self publishing world to try to help other authors, and and then I've kind of moved about uh, from there. So I think the experience I have. As a writer, uh, as a publisher, I did self-publish my first book in 2004 Ooh. in the dark ages of self-publishing. <laughs> like this is cute. prior to ebooks even existing. Been a buyer, like buying books for a bookstore to understand what that decision is. I've read Slush Piles as an editor mm-hmm. uh, and decided what gets published and what doesn't get published. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of experience throughout the industry from multiple perspectives And I think it does give me a unique perspective that not many people are going to have where I have traditionally published books with numerous publishers. I also have self-published books and I also recognize the value of of both things. So the perspective I bring is going to be a little bit more inclusive of authors, regardless of where they come from, because I've probably done what they've done (laughs) or I've probably, Probably experimented in the area that they're playing in. So I can speak from experience rather than just going, yeah, well, I do this over here and you're doing that over the other thing, you know? So, I mean, yes, there's genres I've never written in, and I've never worked in a used bookstore and I've never worked in a Christian bookstore. Uh, But I've worked in enough (laughs) of those environments that I can probably appreciate the perspective. And I've never worked in a library. However, I've attended to and paid attention to librarians, really great librarians. And so I think I know enough about uh, what's not going to work <laughs> for a librarian for sure. And so I think I think I can bring that perspective and, and try to bring it in a, a balanced approach so that uh, regardless of where you come from, I can help you see the other side.
0: So I find it to be a great rounding of the resources that you're able to help Authors with because the perspective is not one thing, you know. So, and, and to be honest, it's sometimes if you've only got experience in one way of doing things uh, and that's all that you have to offer, it's it can now knowing what we know about wide and what and the information that you're providing, it can be very limiting to an author. To be stuck in like a river that goes
1: nowhere, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> a nice, nice analogy, yeah, or a river that flows really well for some people and it's just dried up uh, for for others, for others. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: but there's yeah, so many yeah. different ways to do it, and there's so many different options, and
1: uh, you know and, that, and that's the I mean, so that's the pleasure, but it's also the frustration, because some <laughs> authors go, well, I just want to write, just tell me the five things I need to do. I'm like, well, actually, your five things are going to be different than my five things. Yeah, And and I, I'm sorry, I, I, it pains me to say this, but I don't have any easy answers for you. Uh, I may have some answers and they're going to require some work and they're going to require some effort. They're going to require patience. They're going to require dedication. They're going to require persistence. I think that's why, if you've, if you've picked up on the Ps, Wide for the Win is the fourth book that I've written in this series. and And I was starting to write what this book became years ago and and that's when the 7p's of publishing success was a chapter that got out of hand <laughs> and it was a, it's a small it's like a 10 12,000 word book because it was just too much for a single chapter and that happened because you know patience practice persistence professionalism all of these p's are the again it's all mindset right um uh, and 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 I'll and I'll share something with you I've been in the book industry since 19, 1992 my first sale as an author, uh, I made lots of rejections before then, but I finally got into print in 92. And I've also started working in the book industry in 92. But there is not a day that goes by, uh, not a single day, where I haven't learned something new about writing and the business of publishing. Yeah. And uh, Facebook group like Wide for the Win, I'm there helping authors and sharing what I can help them with. But I'm also learning from authors every single day. And oh,
0: yeah.
1: that's mindset. Right. Yeah. If you believe you know everything and there's only one way, you're probably going to fall off the rails at some point in time when when the reality sets in and you realize, oh, wait, I can't possibly know it all.
0: So now you work part time as a director of business development for draft to digital
1: Yeah. Uh, and that was a great. So I left I left the corporate world uh, at the end of 2017. So I was at Kobo. I love Kobo. Love him to death. But I the commute was killing me. And and I'd already helped build Kobo Writing Life up to the success it still is today. One in every four books that sells on Cobo comes from Cobo Writing Life. That's right. as big as the world's biggest publisher. So mm-hmm. there was no like moving up to an executive position. I was not interested in that because I liked that. But there was nowhere for me to go. And so it was time to pass the reins on to some younger, brighter people who could take over and do a better job. And I could sail off into the sunset. And I thought I would write full time. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even <laughs> last a year because I had been working with the folks from draft to digital when I was at Kobo, and we're built from the same DNA. They're lovely people, very author-centric. So Draft2Digital.com is an aggregator, a distributor that allows you to take a Word document, upload it, get an EPUB for free, and if you want, you can decide to distribute it to as many of the different platforms as not, or you just take the EPUB and go publish it yourself if you want. It's, yours. it's completely open for you to use. Yeah. And I was hanging out with them at a at a conference in September of uh, 2017, and we got to talking, and and they got to saying, "Well, here's some things we'd like to do." And I'm like, "Oh, you guys should do that. Oh, you guys are awesome." And I've always because I'd use them as an author. Oh, you should do this, and we should do this, and do this, and and, and we started talking, and we realized that there was some synergies, and uh, and I wanted to work uh, with them, but I was not prepared to go back into full time employment because I had so many books. I wanted to write, but I couldn't because I was putting in sixty and eighty hours a week at Cobo, and yeah. I didn't want to fall into that trap. So I came to an agreement with the CEO of Drafted Digital, saying, "Well, I love you guys, and I would be honored to work with you." But um, and when I'm also Canadian, and I wasn't planning on moving to Oklahoma City. I love Oklahoma <laughs> City; it's a great city. They have great breweries, but I love it here in Canada. And uh, and so we we agreed that I would be I work part time, uh, and I would be like a because cons- uh, a consultant. So I'm technically Uh, not, they treat me like family and like an employee uh, and bless them because they're wonderful people, but they treat me like an employee, but I'm technically a consultant (laughs) for, you know, about 20 hours a week. And I get to represent them at author conferences and I get to work with really great partners and come up with uh, cool things. Well, again, really smart people at D2D do all the hard work. I get to, I get to work and, and come up with schemes and plans and like, oh, wouldn't it like payment splitting? Let's, let's launch payment splitting because then more authors can collaborate. And if we help off again, D to D's DNA, I think is if we can save an author time so they can get back to writing, everyone wins. Yeah. and So a lot of what D to D builds is, oh, this is a tool that should save you time. Um, and so I've been really really lucky because I got the best of both worlds. I got to work with smart people who can build really awesome stuff. I can take credit for all their hard work. Uh, like, like I did at Kobo, right? Like I, you know, I may have come up with the idea for Kobo writing life, but really smart people built it, and implemented it. And I hired a bunch of smart people to do all the work. Um, and so it's very similar at D2D, but then as an author, I still get to benefit from it because then I can still, it was like, well, I want to use this as an author. Let's build something. And then and then, me and thousands of other authors can benefit from it. So I think and I've been really, it. really lucky. Uh, and D2D has helped me. So Kobo helped me understand uh, the unique, intimate experience of what it's like to be a retailer that's not Amazon, yeah. <laughs> fighting yeah. against the Amazons. Yeah. And, uh, and actually it was, um, I think you and I must have met at When Words Collide. Uh, but I th- it was at When Words Collide when my partner Liz was with me. And there was an author who was moving from traditional publishing to self-publishing. And he pulled me aside and, and Liz was there, you know, talking and, and he's like, well, I really like to see what you can do and stuff. And I kept going because at the time I worked for Kobo and I'm like, well, uh, Kobo, we can do this and we can do this and do this. And later on, she's like, Mark, you're not helping him. He's asking you for help because he wants you and you're giving him only Kobo. There are yeah. bigger things than like, you know, love Kobo, but there are bigger things than Kobo. And that was part of my realization. Oh, my God, I'm limiting him. And Kobo is a great company. I love them to death. But with D2D, I can take a bigger perspective. That's not just one retailer. I can go, yes, I love Kobo and I love Apple and I love Google and I love Nook. And even if, if D2D is not publishing to Google, if I represent draft to digital and I help an independent author be successful, regardless of how they approach it, that author is going to respect draft to digital as being the company that helped them by saving them time and effort, even if it was through offering advice on using a different platform. And I know it sounds counterintuitive. That's worked out really well for Draft to Digital from the beginning. Hey, here are some free tools. Yeah. You know, and if and if you publish through us and you make money, we get to keep 10%. <laughs> That's how they make their money. And they do it in such a great way with amazing customer service that authors are, are, are more than happy because if there's an issue that they know that drafted digital has got, has got their back. So, uh, I'm honored that I get, that I get the best of both worlds. I get to be an independent guy, but I also get to represent, I think the world's best, uh, distribution platform for, for digital books, like hands down, it's gotta be the world's best. Um, I'm biased.
0: Yeah, just a little. (laughs) In the meantime, you get to write beautiful books and both fiction and nonfiction, uh, and you get to help a community of authors, you know, a large community of authors. Let's talk about the book. You dedicated the book to Joanna Penn. I understand that she has been somewhat of a mentor support for quite some time.
1: Yeah, Joanna Penn is the queen of indie publishing in, in many many ways now there are there are blockbuster authors like uh, Bella Andre Barbara Freedy, Tina Folsom who I remember is the the first the, the trio of power women who really took self-publishing by storm making a million dollars from selling books for five dollars back in 2012 2011 like these right Joanna Penn has been the linchpin or the enabler to inspire authors to open their minds to digital publishing opportunity. And she is probably the most influential, positive spirit, driving force of, of inspiring and helping people realize that they can do this. And her creative pen podcast is uh, over 10 years old mm-hmm. and Joe uh, weekly Joe. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure she's reaching at least 10,000 different pairs of ears every week with her podcast. Yeah. New authors every day. And for years, she has been inspiring and helping people. And she's always forward thinking. And, what I, and one of the things I love about Joe so much is she's always um, optimistic uh, about the future, even when things are dark. And, and I remember the first time I got to meet her in person, it was after interacting with her for online for so long. I actually felt like we knew each other. She was like a long lost sister to me. And and when we get together, it's very much like, uh, you know, I, I mean, be, before she talked about her husband, Jonathan, publicly, I knew about Jonathan. She knew about Liz, right? Before, like, you know, I, I talk openly uh, about my personal life, but she's a lot more private about that or had been, but we had connected uh, like that. And so when I think like this is a book that I think can help a lot of authors, joe is is the first person i think of who has helped you know as many authors as i think i can help and and will ever help joe's 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 been there done that i'm kind of following along in her footsteps in many ways uh and so i was uh it was it was a thrill that i got to this project that meant so much to me uh to be able to dedicate that to her like how couldn't i
0: well you've got some amazing women in your life i mean i know there's tons and tons of uh Wonderful authors, but I want to mention something else because, uh, Wide for the Win, you have actually a forward written by Aaron Wright.
1: Oh, another superstar who has helped so many people. Yes, right. Yeah, so Aaron, uh, I love Aaron uh, to death. So, I so Aaron reached out to me. She read my book, Killing It on Kobo, and reached out to me and said, Oh, I love the book. Uh, I, I want to do a book for everyone like for all the platforms and here's what I'm going to call it. And I'm starting a Facebook group. And, and, uh, and I was like, I was all over it like a cheap suit. I was like, Aaron, let me know how I can help you. This is awesome. I love what you're doing. Love you. Let's, let's go. Can I join the group? I want to get involved. I want to support this. Uh, and then she realized she came back and uh, realized that writing this book, uh, took two years out of her life. And she had like a phone book of material that was amazing but she fell into the trap, unfortunately, of uh, she's a romance writer, very successful, full-time romance writer, making a very good living off of her of her writing. And she had not delivered a book in two years to her fans because she was took time off like a sabbatical to help writers. And she was getting stuck because, you, you know, you update a chapter and then, you know, Google Play uh, improves something. And they added the thing or then, uh, then Amazon announces the Moby doesn't exist anymore, or like whatever. And so... She was never getting caught up and it was frustrating to her. And she said, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I can't afford to keep doing this. No. And, and she reached out to me and told me like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to write the book, but we've built this great community and I'm happy to still help authors, but I don't think I can write the book. And I was like, you know what, Aaron, I understand. Uh, trust me, I understand. I've been trying to write this book called Indie Publishing Insider Secrets for five years, and I keep writing other books instead. <laughs> um, and then I came back to her and I said, well, listen, um, part of what I was going to write in Indie Publishing and Insider Secrets would have crossed over with your book, but your title is on brand for me because I, I love alliteration. <laughs> and uh, and I said, would you, be, would you be okay if I used your title? And... Uh, and, and and if it's not too forward of me to ask, I would love if you could. I would be honored if you could write the forward, um, because Aaron and uh, Susie O'Connell, who are the the two who co-founded uh, Wide for the Win, and now uh, Sky McKinnon has also uh, joined as an admin. Uh, the work that those ladies do is just is just tremendous because uh, they're advocates, right, for authors. They want they Good. want to help authors succeed, and they really spend. I'll be honest with you they spend a lot of their time uh, that could be spent working on their books and making more money for themselves, but they spend a lot of their time helping others. And um, how could you not find that inspiring?
0: It's very inspiring. The whole group is inspiring. And uh, you know, this is very exciting for me, Mark, to be able to interview you about this book, to be honest, because I've been a member of the group since you introduced me to it. And Ah, cool.
1: So now was that, was that via when words collide or how did we, how did we connect on, on on
0: that? We did an interview not long after I spoke at when words collide a few years ago and I was, interviewing authors and of course I wanted to interview you because I had um, seen you speak and I've seen you online enough that you, you were doing enough of your own stuff. you've got your stark uh, podcast and you know speaking and writing and coaching and yeah, right So um, I came to you with some questions and um, it was it was really like, okay, there's a really long list here. Where do I start? <laughs>
1: no kidding and then
0: uh and then you said you know what would be really good for you and really good for your clients is if you hopped on this group (laughs) and so I did and I'm going to tell you I have recommended it to a lot of people and we did set yeah feature guest interviews I at the beginning of the year Actually, last year I was gearing up for the beginning of the year for my lineup of authors for uh, featured guest interviews for this year. And I I had a certain number of interviews I knew I wanted to do that were complimentary. my way of kind of giving back to the community, too. Because there's a lot of hours that goes into producing interviews and and podcasts and uploading and creating content. So I gave back as many as I could to the group and, and just put it out there. And I was flooded, like absolutely flooded with wonderful requests from people who wanted, were willing to be interviewed. And then every interview was a rave about the group and the content and the support. And it was like, this is yeah. how we met. And, oh, yeah, what a wonderful group. And, you know, and then we talked about different things that, uh, you know, the author had experienced in their journey. And some of them had come to the group at various different times. And it it's just, but all of it is just, I'm happy to just recommend the book. I'm happy to recommend the group and just rave about the support I mean, Wide for the Win, you've got it titled Strategies to Sell Globally via Multiple Platforms and Forge Your Own Path to Success. I want every writer to have it.
1: (laughs) And, And that's the thing I should explain. The book is meant to help you mostly with the mindset, give you a lay of the land for some of the major platforms and how they work and some things I've learned. The group is the dynamic daily tactics and things that different authors are doing so you know Jennifer you may have done something that worked really well on this platform and you share it to the group and then other people are inspired by that and then they share their story and so that group in my mind is the ongoing tactical uh, day-to-day ins and outs and oh my god did you guys hear about this and oh I tried this and it worked well or oh look at I'm so again I'm so proud I'm making money from all these places now yeah right all of those things are, are the things I think I was initially trying to get in the book. And I had, there were there were things that people posted in the group that I, I took a screenshot and I made some notes and I went, oh, I got to talk to so-and-so and I got to get more details because that would be perfect for my chapter on Google Play. Oh, and I got to talk to, and, and when I looked at the work involved in going and talking to them and interviewing them and getting all that work and all that stuff, and I realized by the time I get the book ready, you know, the, the, the thing might've changed on the platform. And I realized- yeah the benefit of this group is the ongoing learning that we all get every day the book is to help you with the mindset so you can embrace the learning and and be and, and be attentive to it so i think they're complementary
0: yes very much so
1: but i'll be honest with you as the author of the book i'm like well you know go join the group because yeah. it's free all kinds of information.
0: Now, it is and a if credit. you
1: feel like buying the book, well, you, you can even ask, ask for it for at your lo- local public library and then you get it for free. Oh, <laughs> so.
0: so if there was anything at all that you wanted to share, you know, with listeners or viewers, what would it be?
1: Uh, it would be to not compare yourself to somebody else uh, because you're comparing Um, where you stand now compared to a completely different path and a completely different track. Um, So I might be comparing the fact that, oh my God, I've tried this and I haven't got this, but so-and-so has gotten this. Everyone has a different path. Everyone has a different approach And, and authors are, are too hard on themselves. And they also didn't give themselves enough time and patience to get to the spot. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example from my own experience. I started writing the novel, A Canadian Werewolf in New York, in 2006 for NaNoWriMo. Okay. The book was not published until 2016 because I didn't finish it until 2014. And then I spent 2015 with an editor getting it ready. And it published 10 years after I started it. Two weeks ago were the best sales I've ever had on that book. 2016 to 2020. 25 years after it was published is when it sold. Because I made mistakes along the way. And I learned uh, and I also had to get a new cover and I also had to get a new synopsis uh, written description. So it's gone through iterations. And and the thing that I'm I'm patient about is a lot of authors will put up a book and expect, Oh my God, I've written my book. Now I'm going to be a millionaire and I'm going to sell a lot of books. Well, the reality is most success stories in traditional publishing and in self-publishing wasn't until the third, fourth, fifth, sixth book. Hugh Howey was one of the first superstars uh, from uh, indie publishing to uh, traveling around the world on a yacht earned off of his self-publishing royalties with with his book. But his Blockbuster Wool was his 10th published book. If he had given up, if Bella Andre had given up when, when, when uh, the publisher she was working with said, no one will ever want to read about the Sullivans. There's so many authors out there that if they had given up, we wouldn't be going, but they're a success. If Joanna Penn had given up her podcast, the Creative Pen podcast after year two, because I don't know, she was only getting 100 downloads a week, right? And she wasn't having an audience. Like the Creative Pen podcast is a super powerhouse. If she had given up, we wouldn't be talking about her with such respect and esteem as we are today. So it's when you're in that and it's hard, it's really, really hard. But as an author, if you're in that position, just remember that, that overnight success is something that most people never see the years and years of hard work that got you that overnight success. Um, It's that getting up that one more time and persisting that in, in the face of frustration and failure, which is, again, remember Mark and his first rejection when he was 15. (laughs) Did I let that stop me? (laughs) Eventually I, uh, eventually I just kept um, kept getting uh, rejections and eventually got some acceptances. It's no different in self-publishing. Um, just having your book out there is one part, but then, you know, getting the right people to read it—that's uh, a lot of work. So give yourself some time.
0: The group is really good for that too, and just, you highlight this because everybody's on their own time frame. There, where each journey is individual, but you know, in the group too, it's not just always the successes that are being shared. So the yeah. challenges are there too, and and the bumps and the mistakes.
1: So that- yeah, I think I didn't I share a, I shared a check I got from uh, from uh, one of my audiobooks for 62 cents US. <laughs> right. Like, hey, this happens. Right. And this is this is from a book I spent thousands of dollars on and I haven't earned my money back on yet. But that's OK. I will eventually.
0: <laughs> you're not alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like you're not the only one who got an 18 cent royalty statement on, you know, from whatever site last month. Like there are there are hundreds of thousands of authors that are doing um, doing the same or worse and I'm not it's not to make yourself feel good by looking down on others it's just saying that we tend to only hear the successes and then we go oh but I'm not making a million dollars a year and I'm not selling thousands of copies a week yeah. the reality is most people aren't uh, and and I love when people share uh, more realistic success stories like you know I sold a couple books last week and this week I sold five in one day. you know what? I'm gonna stand and cheer you on because I know the feeling. I know what it's like to have, you know, look at Canadian werewolf in New York five years later. And it's like, okay, now it's starting to sell cool. Right. If I had I given up on that, where where would I have been? Right. So um we're all in we're all in that same boat together, I think.
0: Yeah. So speaking of being in the the same boat, Wide for the Win is available everywhere. Um, (laughs) Everywhere. Uh, You can get it at marklesley.ca backslash Wide for the Win and books to read, books to the number two, read.com, Wide for the Win, where it is linked to several retailers. I'm going to guess it's on Kobo.
1: <laughs> yeah. So all the major retailers. It's also, uh, I don't think it's appeared at the libraries yet because they tend to be a couple of weeks behind, but probably within, uh, by the end of March, it should start appearing in, in library databases as well. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: I love this and thank you for taking the time to do an interview about this and for sharing the group with me and just the absolute powerhouse that you've been in supporting writers and authors and you know just both traditionally and self-published and with all the different things that you've basically said okay I'm a writer that needs this so do you and then going out there and having it created
1: exactly well thank you thank you it's an honor to uh, to get to talk with you about this and we share that in common right we're there to help authors and support them and lift them up as in in many ways as we can so thank you for the the privilege of getting to do that with you.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And thank you for being a featured guest of Online for Authors. It has been
1: my honor.